time once again for the weekly NHSportsPage.com podcast. And we're running out of football season here. Uh, today's uh, podcast, or this week's podcast, brought to you by Concord Orthopedics. Justin McIsaac here and Dave Haley uh, on the horn. What's happening, Dave? Yeah, it's getting there, buddy. It's getting. Uh, I was up in the North Country, so it's thirty degrees colder up there. So uh, it was strange. My body didn't know what to do when it was forty-five degrees up there, and then I was eighty-two degrees on the seacoast yesterday. So it was bizarre. It's just New Hampshire's bizarre weather was. Yeah, yesterday I was. I actually got to play uh, nine holes with Bob Lemon. He had some free passes, and then today I was wearing flannel. So it was a. Uh, it's a different world. How did that go? Oh, well, you've seen me golf. It didn't go well for I me. Have. And Bob's pretty good, so uh, he was. He was nice. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna get out of next week. I just to mention real quick, um with Concord Orthopedics, they have uh locations in Concord, Gary, New London, and Wyndham. Not Wyndham and because uh, I'm not going there. And uh and Justin McIsaac is the author of just one of the most splendid, most beautifully articulate voiceovers in the history of pre roll videos on our Concord Orthopedics uh commercial that we shot a few weeks ago by the franchise Jennifer Chick Ruth. So uh kudos to you sir on uh you can do. I'll tell you. You got your. You can't hit a golf ball straight most of the time, but you can do your readovers very well. We all have one gift, right? And I can read words and not stutter. That's about it. <laughs> you do it very well. Thank you. All right. So uh, yeah, three up and uh, three down. And like I said, we're running out of season. But uh, let, let, let's get right into it. Who you got, Dave? I got Londonderry is my first stop, and and I know that they've been mentioned before. And I don't want to be like super reactionary when as somebody wins a game, we just simply put them up. But that was a really big win over Winnicott last week. It was the first loss for Winnicott going back two seasons. And for Londonderry, their team I picked to make the playoffs, and now they're a team that, you know, they're still fighting for the number, the top seed um, in that really, really, really good South Conference. Um, they play uh, the juggernaut that is the Spalding Fighting McIsaacs That's uh, right. this Friday night. If they're able to eke out a two-point victory in that one, they then get Dover at home on their, their senior night. And then when I picked them in the preseason to make the playoffs, I actually looked at their schedule. And I, their schedule, you know, they got Salem, Pinkerton, Wyndham, and Winnicott and Dover at home. They go last game of the season at Exeter. That game Oof. could mean everything to Exeter. It could mean nothing to Exeter. Um, so that's really interesting. One thing I liked about Lundair is their schedule, but Jimmy Lozon's a buddy of mine, and he is a really, really, really good coach when I – Talk to other football coaches around the state. They compliment Jimmy and his staff over there. He's got a lot of really good coaches at Londonderry. And great win. You know, there was a nip-and-tuck game with Winnicott. Kind of held off the champs. And uh, I thought that was a, another marquee win for them in addition to the Salem and the Wyndham wins that they've got on the resume. Yeah, anytime you can put that many points on Winnicott, that, that, don't, that don't happen a whole lot. So you know, you're, Yeah, 38. That surprised me. I, I, that surprised me, man. If you told me it was going to be – you know, 17, 14 or something like that, you know, that would have been more in line, but 38, 34, um, you know, I think Londonderry's offense, I, I don't have any concerns about them against any team in the state, including Bedford. Their defense I worry about a little bit, but um, but that's uh, that's a good, good, good win for them. Uh, so they're definitely a team up for me. Yeah, I already asked Coach Lozon to be kind going into Spalding. My son's going to be there watching, you know, playing in the band. I don't want him to see a massacre. Come on. You gotta be Cheers, there. Yeah, one of those memes where, like, Cam's sitting there with tears <laughs> running down his face as, a, as a, another Tesla is running in a touchdown and Cormier's throwing his fifth of the night and pointing it. Poor Cam McIsaac with his tuba horn or whatever the heck he's playing over there. First of all, it's a trumpet. He doesn't play a nerd <laughs> instrument. All right, let's be clear. Uh, <laughs> oh, I didn't know there were nerd instruments. <laughs> it's a hierarchy, okay? He's not. He's not playing the the Glockenspiel. All right, let's. By that. 
But oh, I, can I can we do like the quick parent quarter for me? <laughs> so my daughter's doing cross country now, Allison, over at old uh, Henry Moore uh, Elementary or Middle School okay. in Candia. What a weird, what a weird uh, sport that is to watch. You ever watch the cross country meet? Uh, no, uh, but from what I understand, you watch the beginning and the end, right? And then they're just in the woods, and you hope they don't get eaten a, by a bear. That's exactly right. They <laughs> they had a meet at fall. And she, they start them out, they run in a straight line to the track, then they run one lap around the track, then they run into the woods, and all the parents are cheering, and then everyone just looks on their phone for like 15, <laughs> 20 minutes, and then some really fast kid comes running out of the woods, and then my daughter is improving, you know, she's getting there, and, 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 and I, I tell her, I said, just find a pace and stick with it. And uh, so, you know, I know she's not going to be one of the top 10, top 20 kids, but she comes cruising out, you know, a little later, and then you cheer for her at the end, and that's it. But there's like 20, it's like 10, 15 minutes where everyone just stands there and reads their phone. It's yeah. really, it's really kind of strange. You want to know what the best coverage I've ever seen of a cross-country race was? Was Keegan Calero followed Shane Hudson around a course and, like, somehow met him at every turn and did, like, a Snapchat video of him. It was outstanding. And he did commentary, that be, too. That, knowing both of those kids, too, that <laughs> would, I would actually, like, like to see that. And knowing Keegan Calero, he just to the head to the next yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's, he's ahead of the leaders with the way he climbing runs. trees and yeah, yeah. He's probably like Tarzaning around the woods or whatever. Knowing Keegan Calero, that's oh. uh, that kid can pretty much do anything. So yeah. <laughs> anyway, that's my that's my two cents on cross country and and I think once on uh, on Twitter, our parents said that we need to cover more cross country. <laughs> I would I'd politely <laughs> ask how. Do you think Jen Chick is going to be riding a bike through the woods? We're gonna, we'll put GoPros up every mile and a half. How's that sound? Yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> All right. My, uh, my team might, might, uh, might shock you a little bit, but with a big win last week, I'm going to go with the Laconia Sachems, Dave Haley. A big- uh, I, have, I have my former arch rivals on my list as well. Uh-huh. As well. Uh, yeah, big win over Stevens. Uh, coming off a big win uh, you know, points-wise over Epic Newmarket. Uh, sitting in a decent spot at 4-2, and two, but they're you know, really going to uh, have to carry that momentum into Monadnock. Uh, you know, to take on the Huskies, but that's a that's a really good win over a good Stevens team last week. It's a really good win now. As I wrote today in my column, I don't know if you got that far in it, but Keegan McAllister didn't play for Stevens. Ah, uh, he's okay. suspended for two games, um, which could be really tough for Stevens. But but as I wrote about Laconia, Keegan McAllister or no Keegan McAllister, that's still a very very good win. Uh, Twenty-seven to fourteen over an undefeated uh, Stevens team that's really good, and Paul Silva and those guys do such a good job. Um, the thing about Laconia is, and I, I wrote about it today, is what I find interesting is they have two really good running backs, Jake Steele and Kelby Brooker, and Brooker's good. Like he's legit. Like a, as far as a number two running back in in Division three, there's a couple teams that have you know Campbell, Manadnock, Stevens. I have you know kind of double barrels back there as far as kids they can give the ball to. Laconia. That Kelly Brooker kid's good. And, but what surprised me is when they played Campbell in the game I covered, they didn't run the ball. They threw the ball like 35 times, which yeah. told me that Craig Cousins didn't think he could run the ball against Campbell. So I'm really interested. Manadnock is just as good in the front, in, in, in defensive front with Joey Joslin and, and Chandler Matson and all those guys, and Lincoln Blodgett. So I'm very interested to see if Laconia tries to pound the football with him. But um, Jake Steele took a really bad hit to the back of the helmet against Campbell. He had to leave the game. Oof. It was when it happened, I it was one of those it was like I was punched in the stomach. I was very concerned that he wasn't going to be okay and he he's recovered. He is okay and he ran for 200 yards. He was up for our 
Adrenaline Player of the Week. So really happy, obviously, to see that kid back. I covered his brother, and um, and you know he's a real good running back. So yeah, I agree with you. That's a really good win. Four and two. They got at Manadnock, which can be really tough, but they close with Newport at home and at Analytics. So right. I mean, really, at worst, they should win. They should be six and three at worst, which should give them a home game. Yeah, and the and the, uh, the win over Stevens is uh, is is so big because of the the way the rating works. If you beat a team with a bunch of wins, you get written. So right now, Laconia is uh, leading the pack of that four and two group, which includes Hillsborough, Deering, and Trinity by virtue of the uh, the rating system. So yeah, right now they'd be sitting on a home game in the first round. Yeah, it's a really good win. Again, Keegan Castro didn't play, and he's the second leading rusher in Division Three. I mean, Keegan Mills from Campbell's putting up Bo Jackson Tecmo numbers, so I don't know <laughs> if anyone's catching that kid. But um, still a very good win for Craig Cousins' team over there. And Laconia's fun when they're in it, and uh, I'd like to see Laconia, you know, in, in one of these big games in November. I think that would be a lot of fun. All right, so that, that kind of mops up one of your uh, three up as well. So who else did you have for, uh, for being up? Well, my last one was Wyndham, um, and I thought, you know, that was kind of a – a marquee win for the program. Now, they've won a ton of games. They've won a championship. We've covered them. Um, they were in the greatest games, you know, uh, special that we did. But that win over Salem, uh, 31-28 at Salem, they had a gauntlet. I mean, let's look at the gauntlet that they just had. You know, we talked about it like four weeks ago. They First of all, they beat Dover 42 nothing. Then the gauntlet at Exeter, they lost 10-6. At Londonderry, they lost 35-23. Uh, and then they beat Salem on the road. Yep. So that's really, really impressive. Uh, they got Timberlane this week at home, which I expect them to, to win. Timberlane's not real good on the line, and I think Wyndham's just going to push them around. Then they go at Pinkerton after that, which will be huge. And then uh, they finish with uh, our beloved Portsmouth Oyster River at home in the season finale. But I thought for Billy Raycraft's team and his whole staff over there, that was a really, you know, Going into that game, their best win was Dover, which is a, is a good win, but not a marquee win. Salem, especially coming off the win over Pinkerton, that's a big-time win. That's a, look, we're here, we belong here kind of win, and uh, they're very much in the playoff race. They're going to be expecting to be 4-3 after this week and going into Pinkerton next week. Um, and I, I think they can compete with Pinkerton. I absolutely do. Yeah, and that's uh, that's how you kick off a rivalry, which I think I, what I said in the top ten. But that's uh, what what you know the first time those two have met, and uh, Wyndham probably the underdog going in, especially after Salem's big win, and they shock them. I I don't think there was a chance Salem was looking ahead because they know how good Wyndham is. But uh, can you consider that a trap game where they have uh, Wyndham cut it this week and they had Pickerton last yeah. week? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I think you can. I mean, that takes nothing away from Wyndham, but. Yeah, I mean, Winnicunnet last year. I mean, again, Winnicunnet Salem. That was the championship game that everyone wanted or expected to see. It was the two undefeated teams, and yeah. Salem had already beaten Pankerton. And I remember in the preseason, um, you know, Brella Flem and I did a fundraiser with Adrenaline with Salem football. We do it every year. And I was in Rob Pike's office when we. This was last year when. Um, when I was doing my preview, you know, instead of calling him, I just sat with Rob. Rob's going to be, by the way, our guest on the radio show with Pete and I on Saturday. And uh, we were going through teams, and he said, is Winnicott going to be good? I said, yeah, I think so. He goes, well, they just he goes, they just worked us over in a scrimmage, so I, I hope they're good. <laughs> well, they ended up being the undefeated state champions. but right. So they scrimmaged last year. So they're familiar with each other, and um, that's a big game now. I mean, Salem went kind of both lost last week, yeah. so uh, makes it a little more interesting coming into Friday night. All right, uh, my uh, I guess I have two teams to give you that are up. I'm going to go with Concord as being up. They've won two straight, and uh, they're going to have to be up playing Merrimack 
tonight, actually. Uh, but you might be listening to this at the game if you have it on your device. But that's a uh, that's got a must-win game for Cocker tonight against uh, Merrimack, and it should be a, should be a doozy. Yeah, it's one we're covering on NA Sports page. Uh, weather weather permitting, uh, Matt Corsetti and the franchise Jennifer Chip Ruth are going to be in Concord tonight. Uh, Buffalo Wild Wings is sponsoring that game for us, and um, that should be a really, really good one. Yeah, I think Concord, they're in the playoffs as of right now, um, but, you know, they're still, they, they've got Central and Goffstown kind of nipping at their heels, and they lost to Goffstown head-to-head. So a game like this against Merrimack is huge. Um, they got a really tough stretch at the end of the season. You know, it's another game I previewed today. They go at Central and at North for the last two games. So, yeah. um, but Zach Miles has 1,400 total yards passing and and rushing, and uh, he's been one of the best players in Division One. And um, they've got a bunch of different kids. Isaac Laddy. They got uh, uh, Kennedy is a wide receiver. They got a bunch of playmakers. And Eric Brown, we know, is a really really good coach. So. Uh, so, yeah, I, I agree with you there. And also something to note is uh, Jennifer uh, produced a tribute video for Leo Sade, um, who tragically passed away in September. Um, we had a lot of interaction with Leo and that Conquer team that won championship. Leo was, I think, a sophomore or freshman on that team. And uh, so we covered him for quite a few years. We have you on camera with him and, and Pete and um, – it's about three minutes long, and Jen put it to music. It's I, I shared it with Coach Brown last night, and I know that he was really he really was appreciative of it. And I, I think you know he got very emotional just watching it. But for, for anybody out there listening, I invite you to go watch it. It's right at the bottom of the Thursday thoughts. Uh, it's about a three minute video, just our tribute to him, and it's 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 heartbreaking that we lost him, but. Uh, just our way of kind of, you know, remembering him. Absolutely, yeah. And, and Jed does such a great job with all those. Definitely worth checking out. All right, uh, my final team up. I'm going to cop out and give you two here because they're playing each other Friday night. Bo and Hanover in an epic D2 clash. Uh, other yeah. than Plymouth, these are the two hottest teams uh, in Division Two. Bo has won uh, one, two, three, four, five in a row, and Hanover's won six in a row. I picked Hanover the staff picks only because it's in Hanover, and that's such a, a tough place to go get a win. I think I went with Bo. Um, on the road, but yeah, it should be an excellent, excellent game. And both these teams have uh, both these teams are not like star driven. They don't have you know Simon Roach has been huge. He's the second leading rusher for Hanover, uh, second leading rusher in Division Two. He has eight hundred and thirty two yards. Um, I knew sitting there for five hours doing stats on the weekends to stay off. <laughs> quote these kind of things, but um, and I was doing it in a cabin in Pittsburgh last weekend. Um, not, not a lot else to do there, to be fair. No, well, yeah, you're right. That's the least amount of trouble you can get in in, in activities up there. But they, um, they've, they've been very good. We covered them last week in that game against Merrimack Valley. We wanted to get them on film and so forth and so on. And uh, uh, that's a huge, huge game. Um, really for second place right now in, in, that, in their conference. And, again, Plymouth closes the season with Hanover. So if Hanover can beat Bo and beat Plymouth, then they would be the number one overall seed in Division Two for the playoffs, so that's something that Bears watch. All right, there's our teams that are up, and uh, now we have to shift to the teams that are down, and uh, who do you lead off with, Dave Haley? Well, I have uh, I have Stevens down, just because I think I'm not getting on them for losing Laconia without Keegan McAllister, but it's more now with, they're not going to have McAllister again this week, and uh, it just kind of makes things tough where they were undefeated. Now they got a very interesting game. I put it in staff picks. Uh, they're at Lebanon, 
And I'll tell you right now, it's going to be a tough game for Stevens to go win that without McAllister. Uh, Lebanon can throw the ball with John Willeman, and then Wade Rainey, the kid who likes to catch it out of the backfield, sort of like the – he's not Ryan Milliken. Few people are, but, I mean, he kind of plays that role yep. for Lebanon. So I'd watch out for Lebanon sneaking that one and getting a win to get to four and three. I think that's going to be – I pick Lebanon to win that game uh, at home against Stevens, and I do know – that these teams used to scrimmage. I know they scrimmaged a few years ago at least. They may scrimmage every year, or they did until they were in the same division. So they're familiar with each other. And uh, fun coaching matchup, Paul Silva against Chris Childs. So, I mean, uh, so I would keep an eye on, on them. But I have Stevens down just because I think they could lose two in a row after this weekend. Right, I'm going to think outside the box here for a second. I'm going to give you, for teams that are down, the bottom part of Division Two North. Merrimack Valley Kings with Pembroke. Not, not one of those teams has a win, Dave, but that's all going to change because Merrimack Valley is playing Kingswood this weekend. I don't think Pembroke's going to beat Plymouth this weekend. I don't mean to pick on Pembroke, but yet somebody has to come out of Merrimack Valley, Kingswood with a W. Pembroke would beat them in basketball, though, so <laughs> let's, let's, let's make sure we mention that. Yeah, That's true. I had that trifecta um, earlier in one of our podcasts, and uh, yeah, get my Guilford uh, Belmont Golden Eagles kept their season wide by beating Kingswood a couple of weeks ago. Uh, to get to three wins, and uh, for Kingswood, it's just been tough. Um, I'm always confused why Kingswood isn't better at sports. But I think a lot of those kids go to prep school. I don't know. I mean, yeah, I think I'm you, always confused. I think if you're a really good athlete and you live in Wolfboro, you end there's like four. You know, there's there's prep schools all around you. So I think that's Bruce is right there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Bruce doesn't have football, but and they that, have lacrosse. I know there's been some Kingswood football players in the past who've just played lacrosse. Yeah, and that's um, and, and and I'm not trying to take shots at Kingswood, the, the athletes that are at Kingswood, and because uh, you know. Uh, those kids are playing their hearts out, but it's yeah, it, it is confusing why uh, Kingswood teams don't do a little bit better. Yeah, because it's beautiful over Wolfboro. No, not at all. I used to play Kingswood every year in sports when I was at Guilford. So I mean, Kingswood was always like a really solid team. But um, yeah, them in Merrimack Valley should be interesting. Merrimack Valley was really up a few years ago and uh, had kind of that offense under Dave Jackson that you know could put up a lot of points. Um, but I think they're rebuilding. I think they get some young kids in Merrimack Valley, and I thought they competed against Ball last week and. I think they got some good stuff on the horizon over there. I think Merrimack Valley will be back pretty soon. All right, who do you who else do you have uh, that's down, Dave? Well, I got Central again. <laughs> Central again. <laughs> Look at you picking on Central. I know. I just think it bears mentioning that uh, you know they lost to Golf Town last week in a really really good game, but they've now lost three games in a row. Uh, it's the Pete Terrier jinx because ever since he interviewed them on camera, they've lost three straight games. Oh, no. I, I will tell you, I can guarantee you that it had nothing to do with Pete Terrier interviewing them. But, um, you know, a 34-27 loss to North, 45 nothing to Bedford, and then 21-18 at home to Goffstown last week. Goffstown was one of our teams up this last week, and, you know, you put them there again this week. So Central goes uh, – I can't even say at Memorial because that's a 400-yard drive. <laughs> um, and then uh, they got conquered at home and Nashville South at home. So they could still run the table and get to 6-3, to three, and, and Central could definitely still get in the playoffs. But this is a team that I had number two behind Pinkerton in my preseason you know, power rankings. I bet for third. Um, and so it's been a little disappointing. It's been a little surprising that they've uh, lost three in a row. All right, for my uh, for my second down, and I had him up last week, so now I have to take my medicine. My Pelham Pythons, I have down after losing to Southampton forty three thirty three. 
Ah, that's you know, I I, I thought we, Dave, I thought we would have had that one last week, and unusual for Pelham to give up so many points. Uh, Sauhegan almost hung a, a fifty burger on him, forty three points given up to the Sabers. Yeah, I had I had them down as well, um, just because defensively, I think that was disappointing. They were a team that returned a lot of kids from last year, uh, where they had that defense that shut everybody out at the end of the season. Um, so to see them give up that many points, forty three points to Sauhegan. I don't know, you know, I don't know if they have injuries, they have things going on, but um, you know, the fact that they could score thirty three points uh says a lot about their offense, but defensively, uh that has to be disappointing. They had only you know, given up fourteen points to Hoss Brookline the week before, so then to give up a season high forty three points, um, I had them as a team down. But they're still in it as well. They got Conval at home, they go at Saint Thomas, which is a rare night game. I think you talked about that at Saint Thomas, and yep. then they got West at home. So, I don't know if five and four is going to do it. So they may have to go to Dover and beat St. Thomas, but but we'll see. There's there may be some tiebreakers involved at the bottom uh, of the play of you know the eight nine spots in uh, in in Division two. How do you feel about the Division two playoffs where it's the top two, the conference winners are one two, and then it's completely. Two, three through eight is just wherever you know. Yeah, chaos. Oh, I like that. That's a, that, that, I've liked yeah. that for a couple of years now. That's good. Yeah. So you get two home games if you're one and two in theory. If you if you manage to win your first one and then uh, uh, you're staring across the uh, the hallway at the other number one, maybe you get to UNH with them. So that's I, I like the way that works out. Never seems to happen though in that division. Remember <laughs> Wyndham and Plymouth last year. You're right about that. Absolutely. Uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna shock you with my you I, you had a uh, you just went right yeah you no I just went I had yeah. Pelham but you had uh, we shared one of our downs so I'll give you my third team down and it's gonna shock you because they're undefeated and I, my team that's down is uh, the Campbell Cougars Dave because they trailed uh, Interlakes Moultonboro or uh, for a, a good portion of that game last week so I think I have to put them in the down category for that don't I. Tough crowd. <laughs> I have I have lofty expectations for uh, for 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 Campbell. So no, it wasn't it, I, was, it wasn't an Interlakes Moultonboro. Who was it? I mean, my noodle brain is a uh, Kearsarge. They trailed Kearsarge uh, late in the game, right? Interlakes Moultonboro. I think has like eighteen kids on the team right now. Kearsarge Mount Royal is the most surprising zero and six team in the state, even more so than Newport. Um, I thought they were going to be pretty decent. So but they competed. They're well coached by Zach Matthews. Um, they must have had a good game plan and. You know, who knows what happened. I know that Keegan Mills, I did the stats for that game. I know Keegan Mills had like 240 yards rushing again. Uh, he's over 1,000 yards on the season. Um, but, yeah, no, they um, maybe, you know, they, I think they're waiting for Manadnock. They're just, they're ready. <laughs> That's the showdown next Friday night. We're going to cover that. Nicole Morero and Pete Carrier will be in Swansea next week for that one. And, uh that's really the the regular season championship game in Division Three next week. Are you going to say the guide with Nicole? I doubt she's ever been to Swansea ever in her life. I don't think she's. Been... I hope she makes it there, and then there's <laughs> probably a fifty fifty chance that she gets back. Yeah, <laughs> I think she's, she's been twenty one. You know, Nicole. Nicole. You know, she. You know, we. You know, we have to take care of her. She's new, and she's doing an awesome, awesome job. She's doing all these Dover and and local games. I'm like, sometimes we, we got inspired the gig. We got to cover everybody. We got to get out there. Yep. So. Uh, yeah, John and Kesty and I have been to Woodsville, and Jen and I a million times have been to Groveton and Colebrook. Like, you got to get out there, and you got to get uh, you got to give the people what they want, and, uh, and get everyone to stay covered. And that's definitely going to be the game of the week next week. So we're we're excited about that. And next week, not to jump too far ahead, but because I did announce the games we're doing this weekend uh, on the site today, we're doing uh, Concord Merrimack, 
And then uh, you are doing the Dover-Exeter Loser Leaves Town match tomorrow night with Nicole. Next week, how's this for like a fun game? Hanover at John Stark. John and I are going to do that next Saturday. That was nice. Nice Saturday afternoon game. That's a Saturday afternoon game in beautiful Ware, New Hampshire. We'll be over there. What, are you taking this weekend off? Where are you this weekend? I, I got things to do. We'll visit. I You're off last weekend, too. Meet. I got a cross-country meet. Uh, uh, Allison's here on, we go. Uh, on Saturday. Here we go. You, you, Listen, you... I just pumped out 15 words for the Thursday thoughts, <laughs> and I did five hours worth of stats. I don't take any days here off. Here we go. Absentee I'm owner. You're, every day. You're like Mikel Prokoff that owns the Nets, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's no absentee owner here. Yeah, go read today. Go get through today's fifteen word, hundred word column and tell me I'm taking them out. I'll, I'll have to use the I, bathroom again. I'll read the rest of it. Don't worry. That's, but but yeah. that's next Saturday, and then the following Saturday is the the Winnesquam Franklin game, which I got to be honest, I'm pretty excited about. That, so yeah, that's that's gonna be a, a ton of fun. Yeah, D four off last week, back in action this week, and yeah, uh, yeah, that that should be good. All right, so uh, I'm I'm at the loser leaves town match on Friday night, and then uh, Corsetti and Jen Chick are. Uh, Tonight they're in uh, Concord. Hopefully, hopefully, yeah. With, knock, knock with on the rain. Wood. Yeah, they'll be there if the game's going on. But, uh, but yeah, the rain is. It, it, I think that it's supposed to stop raining by game time. But it, the concern is just that that field over there in Concord is just going to be completely beat up. So, yeah. To give a give a D four shout out, I think Franklin at Raymond looks a little tasty for uh, if you want to check out a D four game Friday night. Yeah, uh, Raymond's a fun little place to find again. That's like an old school park too. Uh, they, they, you know, they, they barbecue a bunch of stuff. That's a, that's a lot of fun. So that one should be neat to check out too. How about the, how about our Red Sox before we go? Yeah. Yeah. What's the, what's the story with, uh, with having game two at the same time as the Patriots chiefs Sunday night? Can somebody I don't f- understand that? I loved afternoon playoff games and we you know, I used to love afternoon world series games like when I was growing up and now they just won't even do it anymore for, but I don't know. I think it's ridiculous to have, uh, my 10th round Fantasy football draft pick Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> How's that working out for me? Taking on the Patriots at the same time that uh, that uh, David Price is is watching uh, shots go off the wall left, oh, left and right behind him. He just can't pitch against the Yankees. Everybody else, he's fine. I think he'll pitch okay. I mean, I'm still. I, I, I thought that they were going to beat the Yankees, but that was really impressive. It's just how they're doing it. This team, obviously, Cora just pulled. I, I tweeted about it. Every move he makes worked out perfectly. Like so, he obviously has a really good hold on this team and a really good sense of it. And uh, and then to sit Brock Holt the next night and Kinsler comes up with a key yeah. hit. So good for him. Now, did you read the theory I posted? Uh, some some guy on Reddit posted a theory that uh, Aaron Boone did not know what time game three was, and that's why everything was all messed up. <laughs> like, why, why based on – I know what happened, but why was it Aaron Boone that didn't know? Well, because he's the man, you know, he's the manager of the team. Yeah. So, I, well, I think how it works is they just they write on the whiteboard like, "Hey, you go out at this time, you stretch at this time, you do this at this time." The players, you know, right. the baseball players, are just like, "Okay, yeah, I just looked at the board," and then Aaron Boone screwed up the time, so that's why uh, Severino, whoever was out there, stretched four minutes before first pitch, and just yeah. just based on the way he, uh, Aaron Boone seemed to be asleep at the switch. And then they had to, the guys at the outfield had to change their cleats. Yeah. And then- Brett Gardner had to get glasses. It's like they just looked like they were they were thrown out there. It like, was all part of the theory. Fair. Yeah, I, anything that makes Aaron Boone like a like a like a buffoon, I'm all for. So I was all in yeah. on that. How many last question for the podcast? Then we'll go. How long? Uh, just give me an answer on it so I can plan ahead. How long are you going to ignore the, the the wagon that is my Notre Dame fighting Irish? Like, we're just not going to talk about. It well, I'll, I'll tell you when they play a team that's in the top 25. Then we can talk. They're going to play Pitt yeah. this weekend. 
And uh, listen, Pitt is the ruiner of teams with national championship aspirations. You look what they did to uh, they, they 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 upset uh, Clemson season one year, West Virginia's one year, somebody else one year. Pitt is terrible until they have to play someone that thinks they can play in the playoffs. So next week. And by, and by the way, Dingbat, they beat the number eight team in the country, Stanford, two weeks ago, and they beat the number 23 team in the nation, Virginia Tech, on the road last week. So I don't really – I'm not very good at math, but isn't eight and 23 within 25? Let's see if those two teams end up in the top 25 at the end of the season. My guess oh. is no. No. Okay, so apparently the, the slayer of Kings, Pittsburgh, after they beat Pittsburgh, we'll talk about it next week? No, no, we won't talk about it then either. <laughs> when you guys are in the Music City Bowl, we'll talk about that, all right? It's such a good mood when I started. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, yeah, we'll we'll talk about Notre Dame. If they can get by Pitt, we'll talk about Notre Dame. I'll make Dame. a deal with you. Next week, we'll either talk about Notre Dame or your fledgling uh, fantasy football team. We'll talk about one of them. Yeah, one two of and show. three. Your team's three and two, so uh, I, I wouldn't go nuts if I were you. We're a very strong three and two. Uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> All right, well, uh, there you have it. So Thursday, you have Concord Merrimack. Friday, Dover Exeter. Saturday, I'll be at Homecoming, UNH Stony Brook. Hey, we've won one in a row, Dave Haley. I saw that. You shout out Holy Cross. That's like that's a good win. That was a very impressive win. You've got to keep it going, though. That's right. Stony Brook's no uh, no tomato can. So there you go. Uh, all right, read, Dave, uh, read Dave's uh, Thursday thoughts if you haven't already. Uh, check out the staff picks tomorrow, and we will see you next week.